Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everyone and welcome to another episode brought to you by yahoo sports canada don't forget to like subscribe share it with your friends leave comments only if they're positive they're sucking up we don't need to be negative in here as well my name is iman and i am joined by amit and oren how are you guys doing uh as good as one can after that loss last night i was there with amit by the way amit sorry for ignoring you 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 caught me at a bad time in the evening but uh yeah, the vibes are really bad, and like going to games right now is not a lot of fun. Uh, just in terms of the conversations that are going on are very doom and gloom around that place. So, doing well outside of the Raptors. It does seem like the Raptors are going through a bit of a phase too, Oren. So it's okay. Um, I saw that you were very busy. I walk into the media room. It's like, oh, there's Oren. Why is Oren here? And he's like, oh, I'm doing some work. I gotta finish this up. I'm like, okay, well, you do you, man. We'll talk to you tomorrow. So the all vibes good, man. are up in the media lo- in the media room and in the Raptors locker room. Yeah. No, it's actually to be fair, it's actually very sarcastic in the media room right now. <laughs> People are just like, wow, this is going on to the Toronto Raptors. Didn't think this was gonna happen, but eh, life goes on. Life does go on. And and we're recording this. I always love to record after wins. And for whatever reason, these Sunday games have always been kind of wins, so it's been nice. That is not the case today. We are recording after the Raptors lost. Um, by like 2 million points or something like that to the Memphis Grizzlies does a score even matter at this point. Um, And it was a game to me. I I think wins and losses were almost past that point, which sounds ridiculous when this is a team that came in with expectations, but this is a game that they just looked absolutely listless. They got punched in the mouth from the first moment to the last. They had a bit of a fake run in them but not even a real full-hearted fake run that we could all you know feel a little bit better about what were your takes on what the Raptors did last night against Memphis Grizzlies go ahead uh yeah I I can go first um I I think yeah we've come to expect like these comebacks and last night they did have one they almost made it close a couple times there in the fourth and just things didn't go right but like I think there's a difference between a fake comeback and one where it actually feels like they did their job the other team just kind of deserved to win right where it's like okay the raptors totally performed well enough where they could have got a win but the grizzlies were just healthier better they have a star whatever that like you said we'd all be okay with it's not just about the wins anymore but yeah like it, it was a fake comeback but it never felt real and i think we'll talk about effort but it goes beyond effort it's like effort and execution have to be together and like there's a certain focus level with this team that you just don't see enough where okay we're a quarter in we need to up the effort because we're already down 15 and we can do that but we can't match that with uh focus and execution to actually do the little things and i think that's that's the problem 
I mean, same song, different day. I've gotten to the point now where uh, actually I didn't realize that Stephen Adams is six eleven. I thought he was like seven two. Anyways, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Stephen Adams are both six eleven, and the size issue was apparent. I mean, we're seeing this down this uh, stretch of December, where the size issues for the Raptors, Zubac, uh, we're going to have DeAndre Ayton tonight. It is becoming an issue, and um, we've been screaming from the top of the mountain. Raptors need a <laughs> rim protector. Has not happened yet. I've now. Nowadays, what I'm doing now is uh, with my betting cycle, I've been trying to bet on the Raptors to you know make some money and so forth. But now I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to take the star player on the other team and bet the over on the assists. And I'm going to, if they have a big man like Steven Adams, like DeAndre Ayton, I'm just going to take the over on rebounds. And guess what? It's been pretty profitable for me. So tonight, guess what I'm going to do? DeAndre Ayton, you're up. Chris Paul, you're up. All right? Because... We kind of know how things are going for the Raptors, how they try and stop stars, and those stars also know how that's breaking down for them. So it was a similar night to most nights for the Raptors these days, but it was encouraging to see Scotty Barnes have his stint when the Raptors are making their fake comeback. Um, at that point, he had like, what, two rebounds, three assists, and two boards. Like, there wasn't much going on, but he really put the pedal to the metal there, and uh, he kind of showed you know, why he is who he is. And we've been missing that. We've been hoping for that to be like more of a cons- consistent part of his his game so far this season. It hasn't really materialized, but that's a positive. We saw Scotty kind of break out to some degree last night. Yeah, and the the conversations about comebacks um, is is one that's not new to this Raptors team, but I think particularly this year we just saw their 18 starting lineup. We're seeing the Raptors <laughs> throw out, and granted, injury have played a large part in that. Revenzi was out last night, um, and so they started both Wancho and Christian Coloco. The Raptors are clearly trying to find someone that fits for that center role, and they've you know relied on maybe that at times, <laughs> Christian Coloco being the person, but we're seeing tons of different starting lineups. I want to get your take on what that is, specifically because if you look at the numbers, the Raptors are one of the worst first quarter teams and one of the worst third quarter teams in the league. They're 22nd in terms of net rating in the first quarter and seventh in the second quarter. Like this is a good team that can put out solid lineups and can prove to win. It's just what what are we missing with these starters? Why do the Raptors get off to such bad starts? Orin, I'll start with you. Um yeah, it was something we were talking about when the starting lineup was released last night. Um that we were pretty surprised to see Wancho and Coloco in there because I think if you're going to start Wancho, it makes a lot of sense to start Thad beside him just because those guys have a really clear chemistry with the cutting and passing. Um, And we've seen a lot of times this year, Coloco up against big bruising centers just doesn't work. He's not strong enough uh, physically to be a good rebounder yet. And so we saw Steven Adams get on the glass early and, and Zubaj game before. So this is like where my issue with nurse is. It's not so much the scheme as much as the rotations. I, I just think Coloco playing over Ken Birch doesn't make a lot of sense to me, especially mm-hmm. against these big centers who are just so strong and overpower Coloco. And in terms of your question about why they get off to slow starts, I, I think honestly, like, Scotty Barnes does deserve some claim, some criticism here. And and like Emmett, you're right. He had a really good end to the game, but we've seen far too often over his career and especially this year where he really plays himself into games uh, where he kind of starts slow and, and picks up as it goes along. And if you're going to be a starter on this team and if Fred Van Vliet, one of your best players is out, 
that's just more responsibility on Scotty. I don't think you can criticize OG and Pascal for for a lack of effort. So I do think Scotty deserves some blame for the way he comes out and starts games. And it's funny after the game, there's OG saying, um, I got to do a better job of setting the tone with the effort. Like, bro, like you work hard, okay? <laughs> I'm yeah. not sure much more you could really do. You and Pascal, um, you look at the starters last night. You have Coloco, who didn't really show up at the beginning. Wancho hasn't hit a three since like 2020, I think. Uh, Scotty Barnes, the effort wasn't there. So you're going to get off to a slow start. No doubt about that. Um, I was really curious, like why, you know, Thad didn't play yesterday. One thing that he didn't start, but like, why didn't he play at all when your half-court offense is going to labor at least a little bit because Fred isn't there. And there is some synergy between, like you said, Oren, between uh, Wancho and Thad. He's a source of like some instant offense. Some uh, You get some ball moving, you get some cutting going, you know, things will start happening. And also he's going to play tougher than Coloco. He does not have the size, but at the very least, like he's going to get his ass into Steven Adams and just you hope for the best because that's what we're doing with any Anytime a big center comes into Toronto, it's like, ah, just try. Try your hardest. Praying, and all the cases praying. last night. Yeah, man. All the cases last night where I'm seeing like Scotty and Pascal and OG, and they're trying to like grab the ball just from Steven Adams. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. Why are they doing this? Pascal Siakam is trying to manhandle Steven Adams while also trying to score 30 points on the other end. Insanity. Um, there's a lot of flaws. I don't know why Gary Trent Jr. was taken out of starting lineup. I don't think it was a good idea. Sure. He was struggling with the shot. They were struggling a little bit. But, I mean, the reason why you had him there and the reason why last year worked so well is that, remember, that fun stat we had, every player was averaging 15-plus. That was good, right? And their half-court offense was at least passable back then. Now, you take one of your best shooters out of the lineup while already OG and Fred are struggling with their shot. Yeah, guess where your shot making is? It's nowhere. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said yesterday, like Nick Nurse was going on and on about, hey, our half-court offense is hurting our defense. No kidding. You took one of your best shooters out of the starting lineup. I don't know, man. Like, he's searching. I think they're all searching right now, but there's a lot of flaws. And some of them could be fixed pretty quickly with some uh, roster changes. But for now, um, I don't think there's any clear answers on this team right now other than, I mean, some of the things we're going to get to in a second. Precious going, Yeah, Precious going (laughs) God mode, which, I mean, okay. Uh, so, so Nick Nurse did have this quote here. Um, I don't know if the play tonight gives me much optimism at all. It's pretty unacceptable with the effort we gave, which is, I mean, yeah, it's hard. Like I wanted this to be an optimistic podcast, but it's hard to find that. And you did mention um, it, the, the Raptors, uh, Nick Nurse talking about the Raptors half court offense really being what hurts their defense. In two minutes into the game, Alvin Williams said, got to get back in transition. Yeah. He said that after a made shot. The Raptors, let, the Raptors had a free throw, and it went in, mm. and still the other way, the Memphis Grizzlies have a dunk right at the rim. And it's like, yeah. your defense, this is a team that's going to struggle offensively. This is a team that's not yeah. going to have all the answers offensively. Their defense is what sort of sets the table. And I have the numbers here. Their half-court defense has been 29th in the league. Mm. This stretch of per cleaning the glass, they currently have the 23rd ranked half court defense in the season as a whole. That is just unacceptable for what this team is. Last season, they were 10th. The season before that, the Tampa year where things were all bad, they had a top 10 half court defense again. So what is the answer this year that you're just not doing it? A lot of their half court offense has been bad. Their half court offense was bad last year as well. The difference was they locked in defensively. And we can point to the the lack of Precious Achua. We can point to guys who are in and out of the lineup. But this is just, it's been 
And it's been bad on the defensive end, and that's what's supposed to fuel their offense. And when they don't have it there, and the shots are not falling, we're in a free fall. And things just don't work really well. But I I do want to sort of turn this a little bit, because I want to have some form of optimism, because I don't think things are always just doom and gloom. This is a team that still has a lot of talent. And one person that is waiting in the wings, Precious Achua. I want to ask you guys, do you think that if the Raptors were trying to find a solution within the team, that Precious can be that guy? Or do you think that they have to look elsewhere and bring in someone? Amit, you touched on it already, but um, is there anything that maybe Oren you wanted to add or Amit you wanted to expand on there? You go ahead. You go first, Amit. Yeah, sure. I mean, I just look at like the numbers that he had last season and we're hoping that he replicates some kind of of that form, right? Like 24 minutes per game, um, 12 points, 40% from three, six rebounds. He was terrific. Um, it does make me pause a little bit that he actually didn't have much of a, a role so far this season in the games that he actually played. He was averaging like 14 minutes. His last few games before he got injured, they were pretty good. He was getting some stable minutes and uh, it seemed like he was turning the corner a little bit, but the three-point shooting was not there. So, I think you look at the team themselves and like rim protection and downhill penetration and three-point shooting are their flaws. So yes, Precious can help with that. But even Nick Nurse, when he was asked about Precious, he's like, yeah, another good piece off the bench, off the bench. And meanwhile, going into the season, we were like, hey, maybe Gary should move to the bench and Precious should be the starting center. That's where we were, but here's Nick, where Nick nurses. So I think there is a bit of uh, some disjointed uh, chemistry there at that point. He's going to, he could help. For sure. But he's missed like 20 plus games. He's not going to come in. He's not going to be ready to go. Like he's also a young guy. He doesn't, he's not like seasoned in the NBA where he can just, you know, pedal to the metal as soon as he gets going. Like he needs time and putting that kind of pressure on him. I'm not sure if that's the way to go, but he is going to be a boost. I mean, in the end, switching ability, rim protection. He is their best rim protector. Three point shooting. If it is there, he can attack closeouts. If he gets there, Joel Embiid, he knows. Um, the talent's there, but is it going to happen this year after he's missed so much time? I don't know, man. I hope so. I think the Raptors are hoping so too, because my gosh, they're desperate at the very least. (laughs) If he's able to be a rim protector and help there and he's able to build up his minutes, I think that would be a huge help. But outside of that, yeah, go ahead. I No, I completely agree with that. And I have this uh, stat here from Josh Lundberg who said Raptors opponents were shooting 62.8% from inside five feet pre-Achua, which is roughly Mm. league average. Since then, teams are shooting 69.3%, which is just abysmal. And um, they're, they're, no. they just miss a post defender. They miss a rim protector. They miss someone on the inside. And that's really where you want a precious Achua to help. But you did touch on something there about him being young. And I think that that's something that the Raptors are dealing with for the first time. I mean, we always talk about this being a team that um, knows how to work those two timelines, right? Where you have your young guys and you have your stars. But these are the first sort of years where you're very, very reliant on your young guys. Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet could spend some time in the G League. Norm Powell can spend time in the G League. They were also, you know, your bench mob. They were guys who came off the bench. You did not rely on them to be a starter, to hopefully be your starting center who anchors your defense. Um, and, and, you know, Scotty, your starting point guard, your starting center, who knows where you want to put him. I think the Raptors are just leaning too heavily on guys who are just not there right now. Um, and to Oren's point, Scotty has started the games really slowly and does need to work into it. And that hurts the Raptors because we're relying on 21-year-olds to really be the team. And that's quite difficult. Um, but let's let's pivot away from all the doom and gloom. And let's can look at things. Can I just talk about at- Precious real quick? Sorry. Please, yeah. 
Okay, I just want to add a stat uh, that Kathika, I think, from PSN wrote on Josh Lewinberg's piece, which is that 85 games with Achua with the Raptors, 106 opponent points, and 54 rebounds uh, for the Raptors. And then 31 games without him, 114 opponent points, and less than 50 rebounds. So that's definitely a thing we don't talk about is the rebounding. He's their best yeah. rebounder, I think, on the team. Um and like you said, their best their best rim protector this year, and you saw it in the Memphis game, teams are just getting dunks at will against the Raptors. And that's the biggest problem. Like three-point variancy is is fine. Like we'll take games where if it was a three-point shootout, the Raptors would have a lot better record. Um, but teams are getting to the rim against the Raptors, and the Raptors aren't getting to the rim against teams. And, and Precious can legitimately help that. So there's honestly, in my opinion, a non-zero chance that Precious completely turns around this season for them because that he is exactly the type of player they need. Um, but that's way too much pressure, like you guys said, to put on a 23-year-old and a guy who's never had a major injury in his career and who is going to have to play himself into some sort of rhythm. And I think the biggest issue is that they put themselves in such a hole now that it almost feels like they have no choice but for Achua to, to save the season in the sense of like, you can't make an all-out trade for a starting center right now, I don't think, because you're in su- you're so bad. So it kind of has to come internally. And so there is a lot of pressure on him, and I don't know how he's going to fare with it. But yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, no, no I think just that, to, I think, like, you know, just to add on to that, just for a second, because I was yeah. looking at the numbers last season too, and if you look at um, the accuracy of the opponent at the rim last season compared to this season, numbers are very mm-hmm. similar, but the frequency in which they're getting there has taken a massive uptick. The ways in which teams are scoring in the mid-range has taken a 4% uptick. So those are problems, and the point of attack defense has been a problem. Again, I don't know what Fred's deal is right now, but the man's not moving very well. Scotty Barnes not moving very well. This is the NBA. This is how it is. But when your point of attack defense is bad, which it wasn't that bad last year, that's yeah. where teams are getting into the paint at will. And that is oh. a huge problem. Jo- if you're John going Moran to have bad night. point of attack defense, you yeah. better have a rim protector there. <laughs> like, no question. No, seriously. Like... And like Josh special. So he's going to get to the, the paint anyways. Oh, but yeah. like last night, it was at will, man. It was crazy. And the conflicting uh, timelines, Oren, you wrote a piece about it. It's interesting, right? Like Coloco, he's been playing a lot. Ken Birch, I don't know why. I said this like two weeks ago. Like, why isn't he playing 20 minutes a game? You know what you're going to get from him. He's stable. Even like last night, he checked in. Uh, I believe his first minutes were in the second half to start, right? First possession. Again, John Morant was a problem last night. But, you know, Ken Birch, pick and roll with Stephen Adams. He handles it pretty well. Cat and mouse game. He does it just right. Contests very nicely. He gets the rebound. Off the Raptors go. That's stuff that he can do. And at least he's yeah. going to play tougher than Christian Coloco. Bless his heart, he's going to try. But the man isn't ready yet. And I, I hope he was. I hope I wish he was, but he's not. He's a rookie. So this is kind of just how it is. And like, what are the Raptors going to do? Do you want to keep on staying committed to, hey, we're going to get Christian Coloco, you know, reps and so forth. The man needs 20 pounds is what he needs. He's not ready yet. So what are you going to do? We keep on talking about Jakob Pertl and Miles Turner. They're both looking for hefty raises during the offseason, I think. I think they're both uh, up for a contract extension. So that's what they're looking me. For. Yeah, seriously. I'll put 20 bucks in. 100 maybe. Who knows? Rogers I'm, charges me enough already. <laughs> I'm going to keep on gambling on the other star players to get the over on assists, and we'll we'll see where I can net out. Yeah. All right, guys. We've been... I, I feel like we 
touched on a little bit of optimism, right? The, the idea that we still have someone who will be coming in who fits in perfectly with what this team needs. But I want to be a little bit more optimistic because, you know, it kind of sucks. So thought we would play this game where we would talk about some New Year's resolutions for some guys on the team, maybe what this team can look for. So I'm going to throw them at you guys. And I need you to tell me. Pascal has been perfect. What, what do we, <laughs> that's my news resolution for Pascal, yeah. be more perfect. Um, but no, if, it's, if to get, have... it's to get him help. That's my yeah. new resolution for Pascal. Okay, I love it. I love it. So our new resolution for Pascal Siakam is to bring his best friend, specifically Yaka Pertle, back to the Raptors. Is that what I heard? <laughs> sure. Yeah. One more for him to be like, I want yeah. him to shoot five threes a game. Like he, you want Pascal he sh- to shoot five threes a game. I want Pascal to shoot five threes a game. He struggled against the Clippers. He was 0-4 last night. He could have taken a bunch more, but he decided not to. He is at his best. The Raptors are at his best when he is a threat from the three-point line. Now, mind you, he is damn near perfect. Okay. But for his evolution as a player, he's got to be able to hit threes. He can get in the paint at will. He was terrific last night. Like there was all kinds of pressure on him. And dealing with Jaron Jackson who gave Pascal issues in the past, Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks, sorry, Stephen Adams. That's a lot, man. Like that, there's a reason why that's a really good defensive team. And he's still kept on penetrating the paint. He's incredible. But in the end for his growth, for the Raptors ceiling to reach whatever they can be this season, he's got to be shooting five throughs a game. And hopefully he hits two of them. He had a stretch just a mo- few, few days ago, right? Where he hit like 50 points, 39 points where he was, you know, taking I'm five. the MVP push. If he starts doing that, Yo, you give me three Siakam, I'm starting an MVP push. Just because you struggle against in one game, like don't don't negate the three. Like take the shots when they're open. Shoot it with confidence. Give him a center and I'm starting the MVP push. Hey, here <laughs> we go. We this is true. Go. This is true. Oh, this team with a center. Oh my goodness. Okay. Mm. Um, we know we know what Messiah Jerry is. <laughs> and Bobby Webster's New Year's resolution is okay. Let's let's go to someone else. Fred VanVleet. He's kind of been struggling a little bit this year. We talked about it a bit. If you had a New Year's resolution for Fred VanVleet, what would it be? Ooh, Mr. Frederico mm. himself. Edmund, I think I think the biggest thing for me is the shots already. Like that's the obvious answer, but it's already started to come around this past couple weeks. Don't uh, tell fans that's that. Very, that's very important that that continues. But the biggest thing for me that I don't think has come back is the defense. And there was a stretch last season that you guys will remember. It was before the all-star stuff, I believe. And I think it was a big reason he became an all-star where he was pretty much single-handedly just winning them games, getting like five steals of games for a couple of weeks. And like Mm -hmm. all those steals were leading to transition leak outs. And it was. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. 
was like insane his activity he level could have been end. all he could have been on a, first, a second team all defense like he very well could have gotten mm-hmm. himself there if he was that good yeah exactly and, and this year yes the point of attack defense has definitely slipped he's a step slower and i think that is probably health related stuff that's the only explanation i can think of but the dig downs where he's digging into the centers and, and it like feels like the ball is just not coming Man loose hands. nearly as much as it used to and Man that hands. to me it might be a timing thing yeah he has these hands though like there's a history there but i don't know what it is it might be a timing thing it might be just not enough pressure as a team uh on the ball but he's not affecting the game defensively nearly as much as as basically the Raptors need him to. And I think that's a yeah. big reason their defense has struggled. For sure. Come on. Got anything to add to a New Year's resolution for him? I think uh, defensively, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's their only like, guard. Yeah. Right? He's, he's their only yeah. guard that can play yeah. defense at a high level. Like yeah. Malachi is good for his size, but he's so small. Gary's not very good defensively and on and on like and they don't have any more guards so like yeah to play some defense um okay so let's let's talk about someone else Scotty Barnes hey. I feel like it's a little bit easier with the Scotties and the Preciouses because they are so young and we're still talking about them developing a little bit more we've seen what Scotty can be um, what if you had a New Year's resolution for Scotty Barnes? Let's start with you, Lemmit. What is your New Year's resolution for him? I will not pop on pick and rolls anymore. I'm done with Ooh. it. It's over. Um, I don't think he's comfortable shooting the three, much like a few Raptors. Um, he's not a threat out there. Teams are willing to give him those shots. And last night there was a a, a case where he did a pick and roll with Malachi Flynn, and it was towards the the baseline, and Malachi, you know, took the screen. Scotty rolled and you know Malachi tried to get like a little entry pass for him didn't work out and uh but in the end there was a rebound and Scotty Barnes got it and he dunked the ball. I don't I don't think Scotty Barnes is strong enough as a three-point shooter for him to just sit at the three-point line and really make teams think that he is a threat. But rolling to the rim, he is absolutely a threat. And when you do roll to the rim, you are be able to create, you know, driving lanes for the person who is with who is a ball handler and I think that is probably his best best situation for him to be in and it's going to engage him more he's going to be able to get a bit, bit more physical as we've seen he's not uh, as consistent with that the effort is kind of you know up and down but if you get into the paint if you are driving if you are rolling to the rim i think you have a better chance of getting a more engaged scotty barnes in that stretch third quarter when early fourth quarter when he was doing it he it was paint touches on paint touches on paint touches he was he had the ball in his hands and that's what you want to see um i don't you know, it's not a good idea. You don't want him to deviate exactly to what he was last season, where it was just like simple paint touches. He shot the three when it was open. But in the end, with where the Raptors are, I would like to see his shots coming from, you know, five feet or less. And, you know, screw the, mid-range, screw the mid-range, get back to cutting, uh, take the three when you're wide open. But that's pretty much it. Exactly. Go back to what you were last season because they're missing that element. He was a release valve on so many possessions as a cutter. And he's not doing that as much. Actually, like most from... The starter standpoint, like no one's really doing a lot of cutting. And he was the guy who was doing it, and they're missing that like severely. So yeah. oddly, go back to where you were last season and you know, off season comes around, get back in the gym and work on your threes and stuff like that. But right now, man, you're not there. And the Raptors are missing what you were last season. Oren, do you have a, a New Year's resolution for Scotty? 
Yeah, I mean, this might sound harsh, but I think Scotty has to play his role a little bit better in the sense that, like, stop blowing up possessions and resetting the offense. Uh, I, I agree with you, Emmett, that on the pick and roll, he's way dangerous as a roller, and I like when they incorporate that into the offense more. Um, he's a pretty good screener, and he has good touch down there, so if they get him the ball, he can finish. But there's other situations where he's just standing in the corner. I remember a play last night, I think third or fourth quarter. Pascal drives, everyone collapses, passes out to Scotty. This happens like five times a game. And then Scotty doesn't even think about shooting the open three. He resets the offense, dribbles to the top of the key, and there's like five seconds on the shot clock. And like that to me just can't happen anymore. He has to shoot the open shots. He was like 35% from three for most of the season and now it's gone down to 29 percent. so you're right the confidence is not there unfortunately the way this team is built he has to be a shooter when the ball comes to him there's too many like he's he's starting beside coloco like there's too many non-shooters on the team for him to be this guy who just resets the offense when a ball comes to him so yeah i think he needs to play his role a little bit better and just kind of accept that this is what I am right now in my second year and I'm going to grow as a player and I'm going to have a bigger role each and every year. But right now I got to lock into this one. Someone made a good point on Twitter about Jaron Jackson Jr. Who's essentially the fourth option on the Grizzlies and is a very talented player. Right. And like he embraces that option. The, the fact that he's not very involved on the offense. He spots up a lot. He screens sometimes, but I don't see that buy-in from a lot of Raptors in the sense of like, I'm more talented than this role, but fine. I'm just going to play and thrive in it. And I think Scotty is uh, definitely one of the players guilty of that. I think you guys touched on a lot on the offensive end. If I could just add something on the defensive end. I feel like you, I feel like Scotty falls asleep quite often uh, defensively. And it just, yeah, there, there was a point where everyone was like, why is he always on ball? And I'm like, because you have you ever watched Scotty defend on ball? Yeah. He's not. And sometimes it's not just ball watching. It's just it's it's just a little bit frozen in space a little bit. And so in order to keep him engaged, what Nick Nurse has seemed to do is put him on ball. And that's when you have nights where Jason Tatum goes, you know, hits 17 points in a, in a, in a single quarter, mainly being guarded by Scotty. And it's like, Scotty's being put in these situations. It's kind of trial by fire a little bit. Um, and, and that hurts. And I wish it was a little bit nicer, but the Raptors need him to be engaged defensively in order for this to be unlocked. And I know people might listen to this entire segment and it feels a little bit down on Scotty, but that's because we all know that Scotty is phenomenal. We've seen what he's been able to do when he plays his role entirely correctly. And it's just, there have been moments this season both on the defensive end and the offensive end. I just, I love when he remembers he's big. It's my favorite thing when Scotty remembers he's big. It's my favorite thing when Scotty boxes out. It's my favorite thing when Scotty sets screens and rolls to the rim. Paint touches a ton, but also defensively, I think just a little bit more engaged. Uh, there was this one possession last night. I forget who it was who took this, who it might've even been a, it might've been a three above the breaker. It might've just been right inside the, uh, right inside the arc where, both Boucher and Scotty just messed up their switch mm. and Scotty turns around and Boucher's already there. And Scotty's like, well, where do I go? And then Boucher realizes that he messes up. And it's like, both of you guys cannot continuously have these defensive breakdowns where now 
the Grizzlies hit a three on that possession. Like you can't continuously have that where both yeah. you guys are a little bit late because you're not communicating on defense because you guys fell asleep during the switch. Mm. So it's just moments like that where I just want these guys to be more engaged. I think that falls for Chris Boucher as well, especially on the defensive end. Um, but let's 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 talk about maybe one more player. I'll throw at you guys. Is there one player that you can name on this team that you want to give a New Year's resolution to? I'll give you guys the pick, whether it's OG, Precious, whoever. Um, I want OG's shot to come back. I think that's been a pretty underrated (laughs) part of this season. Last night you saw him get like six wide open threes and I don't have the numbers in front of me. I wish I had done this, but like his, his shooting percentage on wide open threes this year, I think has to be Mm. really, really low. And as a season, he's shooting 35% on threes. I would say more of them are open this year than last year based on the way Siakam is playing and just getting Mm. these guys open threes. So that's been because Fred has taken a a lot of the blame. Gary's taken a lot of the blame. Scotty's taking like like, OG's playing great this season, but the three ball would be really nice if it came along. Yeah, it's necessary. I mean, I'll give Gary Trent. Yeah, Yeah. I'll give Gary Trent Jr. one um, because I just I want. I want him to be unlocked to some degree. Um, when your half-court offense is as bad as it is, and the Raptors are just desperate for anyone to put the ball in the hoop, and to his credit, I mean, we haven't, like, probably collectively as a fan base, we haven't given him enough credit for the growth he made during the offseason. He has probably made one of the biggest jumps, I think, of any Raptor, you know, Pascal Siakam aside, um, is that his comfort in the paint now, like we remember last season, like he was a non-factor when it comes to, when it came to paint touches. And when he got there, he didn't finish with confidence. He is developing his floater. He is developing, you know, his presence around the rim. He's getting to the free throw line more than he ever was uh, in his career. And uh, when you give him the ball, usually more often than not now, and probably, you know, there are possessions here or there, but you're getting a decent shot out of it. His perimeter game has always been there. His balance is ridiculous. He's always able to get a shot off. His three-point shot has been a little bit up and down, but I think it's coming around a little bit. Um, I think they have to invest a little bit into what he's able to create for the Raptors on the offensive end. Sure, passing is still a problem for him. Um, But, I mean, he's also 23. Like, that's okay. Imagine what he could be in in a couple years. When I speak to, you know, CJ on the Strictly Who's podcast, he's like, he's going to be really good in a couple years. Problem is the Raptors need such a specific need. Like it's so specific because they have OG Scotty and, and, and Scoji Scotty and Pascal, um, all of them collectively, you know, Scotty's or OG is the best three point shooter. That's fine. But the other two aren't very consistent. So you need shooting around them and you need paint touches because, you know, OG is getting there. Scotty's more of a, a post-up player and Pascal is a God is a God. So you need some dribble penetration from someone outside of those three. And Fred's been decent at it. And that's why Gary isn't necessarily a fit in that way. He can be a spot of shooter. That's good. But he's also more than that. So this is why we talk about what the Raptors are going to be going forward. I don't know if Gary necessarily fits. But for at least at the very moment when their half-court offense is struggling, when they're not getting good good shots, just give Gary the ball, give him a pick, and just get the bleep out of the way. And let's just see. Let's just yeah. see what happens because you're so bad right now. You're not getting good shots. Your defense is being uh, compromised, like game in, game out because of the transition. The shots are not being made. You're crashing the glass and no one's getting the board because everyone knows who you are. Try and get a decent shot. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, mine is for Juancho to just knock down shots. Come on. Let's, you, you've got one oh, job. Oh, gosh. Man. <laughs> holy, holy. Uh, They're Nick wide Nurse. open, Amon. They're Nick wide Nurse. open. That's- Let's see if we can hammer these out. Let's let's go. Let's go super fast, super fast round. Nick Nurse. Then we'll do Messiah and Bobby. Um, 
which really is just the Raptors front office. And we talked about it. It's a trade, but let's start with Nick nurse uh, or, and I'll start with you. Uh, my new year's resolution for Nick nurse is just to be nicer, be nicer to yourself, be nicer to your team, um, be nicer to the media, be nicer because he has not been in a good mood recently. Understandably. I think there's a lot of pressure on him from the front office. Um, and the team is not playing up to standards, but it is certainly leaking out publicly uh, some of his feelings about Chris Boucher, for example. And I just think it'd be nice. Uh, let's let's have a nicer Nick Nurse in the new year. Is he like evil Ted Lasso? <laughs> <laughs> is he Ted Lasso's evil twin? He's. Uh, I mean, what about you? Is his job on the line? Do you think? Like is he? I don't think is, so. I don't think no, so. I don't. I don't think so either. But it makes you think. Like with any other coach who's in this position, um, they probably would be like a team that's underachieving, losses on losses, losses. Like they're not just losses; they're blowouts. So I don't know. I mean, they made this vision beside Bobby and Nick. Real roster constructions. Yeah. With, like, yeah, roster there are some real issues for sure. He's already shown he can do and, it, but. Um, and also, and, and, when you bring a, a city its first championship, I think you yeah. have like three years a of leeway. leeway. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And when, and when there's clear and there, there's a flaws. lot of talk about uh, people tuning Nick Nurse out. I know I said this is going to be rapid fire, but I just wanted to say, like, yeah. who, who, what is this conversation that we're having? Fred Van Vliet obviously is like a Nick Nurse favorite. OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam, we've talked about the seasons that they're having. If that's your idea of tuning him out, I would love to see them <laughs> tuned into it. Pa- right? like, well, Pascal was asked about it by Vivek the other day about yeah. his relationship to Nick, and he gave such a nice answer. He didn't need to. He was like, he he helped me become the player I am today with his oh. style, which of, of free-flowing offense and grabbing rebounds and going so i was i was pretty surprised to see him say that but yeah. it goes to show it was very and, thoughtful yeah, and and that's like it's just so so what is the issue in terms of people who tuned him out he was like you said just had those comments about chris boucher and i thought you know being benched uh in the first half chris boucher really came out in that second half and actually showed yeah. that like oh no he can dial himself in and you know what that benching he didn't take it to heart he didn't mope he came out and actually played better um after doing that so it's like where is this tuning out coming from if we're talking about you know we just went through all of their main starters the only one we didn't mention is scotty barnes but he's in his second year if we're talking about him before the start of the new year tuning out your championship head coach i think we have bigger issues there so i don't know i think that he's deserving of some more some more rope and some more leeway. It sucks what's happening right now, but there are real issues with the way that this team is built. So let's push over to Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster. Um, is it make a trade? <laughs> is that what we're saying? Let's do it. I, I mean, it is, but okay, go ahead. No, you can go ahead, man. Um, I had a more holistic I, I, look at it. Yeah, I was just going to say quickly, it is a trade, but the person we haven't mentioned, which I always find funny because we talked about Coloco a lot, is Otto Porter Jr., who is a shooter that they could yeah. desperately like use, who's the best shooter on this team in terms of historic percentages, and who is dealing with a very mysterious injury that, like, I don't want to get into speculation, but if they can get Otto Porter Jr. back, and the timeline is around now from the last time we talked to Nick, he said about a month, a month ago, um... He could really help them, but I am growing more and more skeptical that Otto's ever going to play for this team again, just based on the fact that he's never mentioned and he, yeah, it, it's just a very weird situation, but they could really, really use him. Yeah, he looked good in those minutes that he played. 
he was really starting to find his groove and you can just see how he's such a natural fit with the Raptors with his, uh, his X outs, his timing, his reads he on defense. Like ex- Nick going to play him 20 minutes a night when he does not want I mean, to be. Yeah. Jesus. Um, I mean, with this team, like uh, Bobby Masai, like, yes, they need, like they need dribble penetration. They need a center, but I think this year overall, I want them to establish what this team is going forward. We've talked about the conflicting timelines with, do you play Coloco? Do you play Ken Birch? Stuff like that. I don't think they can continue this. They have to make a decision with some of these things. Like, what are you trying to be going forward? Mm-hmm. And also with the Gary Trent Jr., with the Fred Van Vliet, both those guys um, are up for contract extensions. What's going to happen there? Um, I think you have to decide like, okay, so our nucleus is going to be Pascal, Scotty, and OG. Cool. That's your two to four. What do you need from that five spot? And what do you need from your point guard? Is it in fact, you know, a shooter, like when Fred is right, is it a shooter like him? Or because Scotty is still kind of figuring out his ways as a dribble penetrator, do you think you need a more of a uh, penetrating guard? right? As your point guard, do you need more shoot? Do you need maybe less shooting from that person? But Hey, we'll have a five who can shoot, right? Who can also protect the rim. Like you got to make some real decisions because the roster is so flawed on purpose because they were trying to do, you know, vision six, nine, but we're seeing where like the leak leaky holes are. It's cool to have, you know, a jack of all trades, but it also means you're a master of none. Right. And there are things that are just missing with this team and they're actually not far. They're really close. We saw how good they can be, you know, at their Mm -hmm. peak. But teams are figuring them out. Um, when a star comes in here and says, yeah, we know how the Raptors are. Like, it's so annoying hearing that because everyone kind of knows. It's predictable. You want to make teams uncomfortable. That's the whole That's the whole genesis of the Raptors defense. And no one's uncomfortable. Guys hit their shots, right? Like, True. to me, yes. what, and like, I, the idea of Raptors or Vision 6-9 to me is like, it shouldn't be the entirety of your team. You should yeah. be able to be a little bit more flexible. The Ra- the reason why the Raptors won a championship is because they could have played Sergi yeah. Baca and Marcus Sol and gone super big, or they could have played without their bigs and gone small. You need that versatility. You can't just be like, oh, we're up against Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic. Sorry, we're Vision 6-9. We've got nothing for you, Stephen Adams. You need to have that versatility. And here's the thing. The Raptors become a lot trickier to guard when... OG Ananobi is a threat from outside. When yeah. Van Van Vliet is a threat from outside. When your Juanchos and your Autos are in the game and they're a threat from outside. When you have someone like Precious Achua and when you're getting stops defensively and are running, this is a team that needs to be very, everything needs to go right in order for things to go right. And currently, way too many things are going wrong. Yeah. And that's what they look like right now. And it's been all bad. So I'm going to throw my last one at you guys before we close out. Let's get a New Year's resolution. Raptor fans. Leave Scotty Barnes alone. Leave Scotty Barnes alone. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, well, I mean, yes, for sure. But for sure, leave Scotty Barnes alone. How many stars have come in here? And Adam Lascaris of uh, the Daily Hive has been very good about asking every star player who comes in, hey, so what happens in your sophomore year and why do you struggle and what what are things that are happening for a person like Scotty? And they're all saying that, you know, you've been found out. People know who you are, but Scotty Barnes specifically is going to be just fine. Jason Tatum said it. KD said it. John Morant, hysterically, when he was asked about this, he's like, yeah, I took took a leap in my second year, so it's kind of different for me. But as he was walking out of the media area, he's like, Also took a leap in his third year. Congrats for him. He's out of town. He's going to be fine. There is a lot of things going on for Scotty Barnes. I think, you know, collectively Raptors management, they got to talk to him. They got to simplify his role. There are too many things happening for him at once. And I would love to see him, like, like I said, go back to what he was last season. You shoot when you're open. You are a relentless 
driver when it comes to your uh your ball handling and you going to the paint like that's what you're your bigger role than is. most people guarding you exactly jaron jackson like is uh is a rare talent right that's one yeah. of the people that could actually keep up with scotty different. but but you know even looking at the what memphis is like we talk about you know similarities between those two franchises they're built right you got desmond bain uh, dylan brooks two pretty good shooters decent shooters adequate whatever but they're you know nba league average they got a big they got a, a penetrating guard they got john morant who is their number one star their construction is right and then they have players like brandon clark and so forth coming off their bench it, everything they're doing makes sense the raptors are, are just like some things are just missing whether it's off their bench whether it's in their starting lineup things are just not really sinking right but again like i said earlier they're not that far away from figuring this out so Raptors management, what are you going to do? Oren, do you have a New Year's resolution for fans? Just that, just for the year to be competitive. I, I think like yeah. tanking is not fun. Even if you get the number one pick, it's not fun. Uh, and and it has serious repercussions if you tank uh, two out of the last three years. I think you're you're looked up very differently around the league by agents and players and stuff like that. So I just hope they have a competitive season, maybe a play-in game see some growth from the young players like the expectations are no longer win a playoff round for me but just be competitive win some more games have a have a maybe win a play in game um be competitive in a series and and i think at this point i'd be pretty i'd be pretty happy with that yeah mine is to just appreciate pascal Siakam. i agree that tanking's tough and it really sets your franchise back a little bit as well um, and it's not the solution always. The Raptors won a championship, not needing to tank. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Raptors won a championship without a single lottery player on their roster. Um, and right now you've got a superstar. You you really have one in Pascal Siakam. That is what you tank for. You've got it. So let's get the other pieces to build around him and hopefully do something. So just, you know, appreciate Pascal Siakam while he's here. Because it's great, and let's hope that we can keep him and retain him. That should be priority number one, two, and three. Next week, I'll be talking to Pascal Propaganda himself. So we'll give you all of our Pascal hey. Propaganda. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you so much, Oren and Amit, for joining me. Guys, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and we out.